Hello. Welcome to the Creative Writing Life podcast. Uh, I am Justin Sloan. And I am Paul Zeidman. It's just the two of us today. Yeah, pretty exciting. <laughs> <laughs> how do I sound? Do I sound the same as always or different? Do you, how you, what, your sound? Yeah, the volume. Or yeah, the it kind of, yeah, it actually kind of keeps, it kind of fluctuates. Uh-oh, that's no good. You want to start over? Maybe I'll turn off my uh, uh, headphone thing and try this other thing. I don't know, just keep talking. I'll see if it'll just switch off for me. Okay, so, Paul, tell us how everything's going. Uh, not too bad, Justin. Uh, you know, let's let's start with our usual, you know, opening of the show segment, uh, you know, what we've been watching or reading. Uh, I've just been, you know, reading some friend scripts, so I can't really, they asked me not to talk about them, so I'm not going to, but I will say, very talented uh, people and some really interesting stuff out there. And, uh, and then with the watching front, uh, the latest from the Netflix queue, uh, my wife and I watched two things. The first one is a Japanese zombie movie and it's really a really clever approach it's called one cut of the dead so it's almost like a two-parter type of thing so like the first 30 35 minutes is he is this movie uh you know about people in a in a zombie apocalypse type of situation and then the second the second hour or i guess the first 35 minutes is that and then it's an hour and it turns out that that what you just watched was a a movie, but at the second hour is them putting the movie together and all of like the behind the scenes stuff that goes on. And at first it was, uh, the movie itself was kind of okay. And it seemed a little off in times, but then as you watch the making of part of it, in the beginning, it was kind of like a little slow. It took, it took a while to get going, but then when it did, it was just really funny and it was just a lot of uh, great stuff going on. So it's, it's a movie that definitely does not take itself seriously. So that's called one cut of the dead. Um, it was really enjoyable. It was much better than we expected. And uh, my wife really loves uh, like old era like horror movies and mysteries. So we dug up um, The Old Dark House from 1932, which I believe was directed by James Whale, who also did like Bride of Frankenstein and Frankenstein. And uh, Boris Karloff is in it, but he has no dialogue because he plays a mute butler. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really interesting movie. Uh, it's it was not what I was uh, expecting, but uh, enjoyable up to a point. And for me, the ending was just weird. And I can't really go into detail without giving too much away. But, you know, <laughs> my wife liked it. And that was the important thing. Yeah. Well, cool, cool. Uh, I've been checking out Raised by Wolves. Have you seen this one? Uh, that's a HBO show, right? Yes, correct. Okay. Um, it's interesting. My buddy, I actually was kind of like not into it at first. Uh, and then my buddy was telling me he was loving it, so I'm checking it out more, kind of like as an on-the-side thing. And I think I like it. <laughs> it's that, like that's, that is not a ringing endorsement. I think yeah. I like it. I think I like it. <laughs> okay. It's interesting. Um, but, it, yeah, it's not like something that I'd be like, oh, my God, i got to see what happens next. And then every episode I'm, like, sitting in front of the TV, like, oh, what's going on? I'm kind of like this is fun to keep up on and watch while I'm doing other stuff. So, so but I know the, some people love what's it. The, what's the premise of it? Oh, it's uh, I don't want to spoil it, but basically it starts off with two androids arriving on a planet with some kids that they've kind of raised or, mm -hmm. or from like fetuses or something mm -hmm. uh, on the ship because humanity couldn't survive that long of a journey to okay. colonize this new planet, and then things go weird and like most of the kids die and stuff and hmm. and that's like all the beginning so uh from there things happen and more stories revealed and you find out why they're there and all that stuff so it's okay. interesting but it's just kind of like it's like it's um you know 
it's kind of dark and slow. Uh, okay. I'm not a good, <laughs> not doing a good commercial for it. Yeah. So but, you're, uh, so you wouldn't be distraught if you like missed an episode or you just, or you, you know, you just yeah. didn't watch it or you like, you know, came back in a couple of months and like, Oh yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Versus like the boys. I'm like super into that kind of stuff. Uh, that superhero show that's on. Oh Amazon. yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I saw season one. I'm still working my way through uh, season two and I guess you know sometimes I guess I they say it's satire, but I guess it's just like it's very very dark comedy. I guess you know sometimes it works for me, sometimes it doesn't. But yeah. I think I think it's a very well done show, and it's a great uh, great premise. I read some of the comics, not all of them, but yeah, I, th- I think they're doing a really good job of adapting it. Yeah, it's more my style, that kind of thing, you know. Or like I, I love comedy, I love uh, more bright and fast moving, and uh yeah these shows that are like we're in space everything's slow and dreary I'm like, eh. <laughs> anyway uh yeah so today we wanted to talk about final draft versus movie magic and other screenwriting software and it's good timing because somebody i'm working with uh they're debating about whether to get final draft or not so mm-hmm. everybody in the thread was you know chiming in with recommendations and whatnot and mm-hmm. and i think something happened with you right related yeah, to so- why you're debating this yeah, so I've had movie magic since like I started, and that was <laughs> years ago. Uh, and when I actually when I started, they were called Script Thing, and then they were I don't know if they were bought out by another company called Movie Magic, and that's what I've used ever since. And um, a script of mine did uh, well in a recent contest. I was first runner up in the action category. And so one of the prizes was a copy of Final Draft 11. So, you know, again, keep in mind, I've never used Final Draft. So the number to me doesn't mean anything. And so I got the thing from the contest. People said, here's the thing for your free download of, you know, Final Draft. And I'm like, okay, do I want to do this? Because I've, you know, I see a lot of people talking about it and like, and it, and so I put on uh, social media, I said, so, you know, I've got the chance to use Final Draft, but I've used Movie Magic, you know, all these years. And, you know, I have no complaints about it. It works fine for me. You know, and just, you know, what do people think? My gosh, the floodgates just opened. I, <laughs> I got like on Facebook, I think I got like 70 responses people saying it, it seems to be of two minds one, or several several opinions uh, came, really came through. One was. You have to use Final Draft. It's the industry standard, which I was really surprised because my because that just makes me think. So what? I can read a script and I'll know it was written on Final Draft. And like I think it's more. I guess it's just more for the actual writing of it. Uh, And uh, other people are saying, you know, I use Movie Magic too. I think it's great. I've and I've also there were also a lot of you know I used uh, I used Final Draft. I then I didn't like it. Then I tried Movie Magic and I liked that more. Or I tried Final Draft. I had so many problems with it. Then I went to Movie Magic or you know vice versa. And I just thought it was really interesting that everyone had had a very firm opinion of it. And there were also a lot of people like, yeah, if this is what you've been using and you're happy, yeah, what you know, why bother changing it? Um, my, I guess my question is like, I've never used any of the big bells and whistles for movie magic. I mean, I just use a straight up program. I've uh, customized it a little bit. Uh, I changed the type or the font to Courier 12, which I think, or you know, Courier Prime. Yeah, Courier Prime 12, which I think is the one that John August uh, helped develop. And I think that it looks great on the page. And, and you know, other than that, I mean, now what do which one do you use? Yes. So I, since back in the day, I first got Final Draft. Okay. I hated it. I got Movie Magic and I loved it. And so for years, I was totally 
movie magic is the way to go. Okay. Uh, until about a year ago, when I started getting uh, a little more serious about screenwriting, I think a couple of gigs came up or something weird. I don't remember what the reason was, but I was like, oh, I got to get focused on this. And I was using movie magic, and it was proven pretty lame. <laughs> and I had gotten, actually, so at the Austin Film Festival 2016 or something, I forget, uh, I met with the final draft people over beers, and they liked me because I'm awesome. And they said, hey, you want to have a free <laughs> copy of Final Draft? to be like a beta tester person. So I got that, whatever year that was before it came out. Like I think about a year before it came out. And, and at the time, I think they were still working on some quirks because it wasn't as good as it is now. Mm-hmm. But uh, So anyway, long story short, I got a new computer. I was like, what do I do? Do I transfer it over? Do I bother with it? I tried out Writer Duet, so I could talk about that a little bit if we want to. Uh, I might have tried a couple other things I forget. But uh, I ended up going back to Final Draft Oh, you know what it was? Because I was doing a partnership with somebody, and they didn't want to bother with writer duet. They had Final Draft. I ended up just saying, okay, I'll just pay for Final Draft, whatever. (laughs) And then I got it, and now I'm in love again, which is awesome. It's fun to be in love with your screenwriting software. Well, okay, so so you've used (laughs) both. So Okay, so the big question is, so what is the big difference, or is there, are there any differences between the two programs? Uh, I don't think Movie Magic has a collaboration feature, does it? Uh, I don't know because I've never collaborated with anyone. Okay. So for, for me, that's not an issue so far. Right. So Final Draft does have that. Um, so I'm not going to have a lot to say because a lot of it comes to... Like the reason I originally chose Movie Magic over Final Draft didn't really have to do with functionality. I feel like they're both fairly similar in functionality. Mm-hmm. It was more just the aesthetics. Like when you have it open on the screen in front of you and you're using it, how does it make you feel? <laughs> and then there's yeah. a little bit of like what does what as far as tabs and how well it predicts what names you're going to use next and all that stuff mm-hmm. uh i think movie Ma- or final draft the newer version does a great job on this and i think movie magic was like uh having some issues as far as being slow or or failing on me every once in a while and having to restart oh, wow. which final draft used to do that all the time but this new version has never done that to me so there's that and my buddy who was asking about it no not so i had a buddy who was asking about it my on this thread that we were in my other buddy who has an older version of final draft actually since we talked like two days ago has had it reset on him like three times <laughs> so i'm thinking it's an older issue um so but but since you have final draft 11 i recommend you know at least just trying it but i think it's all going to come down to really just does it feel aesthetically pleasing you know does it get you in the zone and get your muse rolling and all that well you know so one of the things i've noticed especially reading a lot of uh scripts by uh Un- no, I don't want to call them unprofessional uh, by, you know, writers who haven't made it yet and writers, you know, of, of stuff that's, you know, in development, so to speak, that sometimes it just looks really different on the page. Like they have fonts that are like, you know, eight times bigger than usual or they have mm. uh, they, there's just it's like tricks that they were able to pull off <laughs> on the page. No, like tricks they were able to pull off on the page so that it wasn't all standard, you know, screenwriting format on the page, that it just looked different. You know, like like one thing, um, like we're you know, like something's falling and so you have the line that starts at the leftmost margin. And then like the next line it's it, it's like tabbed in if it were if it were word, it's tabbed in like one or two spaces. So it's like in an inch and then the one after that is t- is uh, another two inches in. So it's kind of like, you know, steps but going down. Yeah. And I'd be like like how do you like that's one of those things like how are they able to do that? Like, if something's falling, 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 and like the word falling is like pushed over right, right. each on each successive line. Like how did someone how does someone pull that off? And you, if you know, you don't have to tell me because <laughs> but 
like that's the kind of thing that I would love to be able to do on my scripts. Like if it called for it, just like I guess if that counts, is like is that one of those bells and whistles that enables you to really customize how it looks on the page more than just uh, a lot of the technical aspects? Just to like, can I make it? You know, can I really manipulate the text on the page uh, to a certain extent? Right, and the answer to that is that I don't know, but I believe. Okay. I've heard um, Craig Mazin, one of these guys, talk about it before, that there is a thing that you can just go in there and adjust uh, borders. So I think oh. both of those programs do it. I don't know how to do it off the top of my head. Right, uh, right. So you, yeah, see, and see, see, and then when you say that, it just makes me think, oh, that's just more work I've got. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think it really... Like, yeah, I've heard some scripts do a great job of what you're talking about, where it's like, mm -hmm. and falling, and falling, and falling, or whatever. Right. Uh, it's like gimmicks, you know? Like, yeah, that might be a cool selling point for some producer, and that's cool, but you probably don't need it. If your script's already good enough for them to like that, then you're, mm -hmm. you probably have an awesome script, I would think. <laughs> it's not going to be that's the true. thing that makes the script sell or not. Oh, I know, but I, I just think it's really impressive because it really makes an impression on me as a reader. I mean, I'm not a development person, yeah. but if I'm reading a script and, like, and they are able to use the text to really emphasize what's going on in the story, like it's just a, a little added bonus. I just like, I'm always, it always really strikes me as that's really impressive. I wish I could, you know, how can I do that on my scripts if, you know, if the, if it, uh, if I had to. So I, I was just wondering like if you had any idea or if, you know, is that something that, is there some like uh, you know <laughs> the hidden menu on Final Draft that you know like this this the special gimmicks type of thing? Right. But yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just wonder if that's something that is an option. But uh, I mean, so I you know went back and forth because I still like using Movie Magic, and someone and someone said you know why don't you you know can you use both? It's like well yeah sure. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'll just so I'm just gonna have both. I might uh, so I'll, I probably write uh, the next one because I'm just so used to and familiar with movie magic that I'll probably stick with it but I might maybe just to like uh, give final draft a test run like you know I have a couple of shorts that I have in mind so that just you know I'm not you know spending so much time on final draft but I can like just experiment with it on there and if you know it's like a five or ten page script then you know that's it's a good you know a good trial run for me yeah exactly just try a short or something and see how it feels mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's really just about how it feels, especially if you're not collaborating. And the collaboration feature on there isn't that amazing. Mm -hmm. I think that was one thing that excited me about it. But really, I still think you end up like checking it in, and then the other person checks it out or something like that. Okay. Uh, okay. You might be able to see each other. It's been a while. I'm sorry. But you might be able to see each other actually writing in there. But a writer mm -hmm. duet, I think, is a better program for if you want to just collaborate. Like if your main thing is collaboration, mm -hmm. uh, for sure that one lets you pull it up side by side and. Uh, the big thing with like collaborations is always version check, and I, I feel like when I was using uh, the writer duet for that, and a lot of people who use it for that t talk very highly of it, and I remember the experience being great. So writer duet for people who are wondering is free, uh, but I believe you can only have like three files in it before you have oh. to pay. Uh, okay. But then paying's not—I don't think it's super expensive either. But uh, it's, you know, it's, it's more money if you have multiple programs. But if you don't have multiple programs. Yeah, it's, it's great, and it's fairly cheap, I think. And then um, those three free, and what you can do if you really want to be weird about it, like if, you, if you're if you a starting off writer, that's fine because you probably don't have like six scripts going on at one time. But for <laughs> me, I sometimes do, so it wasn't quite working. 
Uh, yeah, and since I already have movie magic and final drafts anyway, I decided to stick with what I got. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I remember when Writer Duet came out, because I was really, really intrigued by it, and I tried to work with it, and it, it just felt very clumsy and awkward for me. And I just yeah. thought, well, you know, it, I don't need it. You know, it would be nice to be able to use it, but it wasn't a necessity for me. So I just, you know, mm -hmm. kind of pushed it aside and never looked back. I know um, I've never used, is it Keltex, Celtex? Yeah. Yeah, That's what that I mean. I've, I've, heard, I've heard of it. I've never used it, so I you know have no opinion of it one way or another. And while I was uh, you know getting all this feedback about the final draft movie magic debates, a few other people also mentioned like, oh yeah, I really like um, Highland, and I'd never heard of that. This is like you know like two weeks ago, and so I was like, what's Highland? And like it's you know John August again. He helped develop that one, and I guess it sounds from what I can tell, it's it's comparable to writer duet and just like the the free soft uh, screenwriting software programs but yeah. i not had not you know actually going into it and tinkering around and seeing what it's all about you know i can't you know i can't give any opinion on it yeah i i think anything john august does is going to be quality so yeah that's uh, if people are wondering <laughs> he could probably jump in and feel confident about that uh and he seems really cool so i wouldn't i would be surprised if he doesn't you know like respond if there are issues or try to address them um but yeah i haven't used it personally either on that one mm -hmm. uh, as we were talking, by the way, I was scrolling through some other people's uh, articles on the differences between these uh -huh. and movie magic, especially in Final Draft. Um, yeah, there doesn't seem to be a lot. Well, <laughs> a lot of this guy's know, saying the same thing about like screen size and aesthetic stuff, and every mm -hmm. all his real competitive uh, comparisons are pretty much just like, well, it has this one little teeny thing here, and yeah. Well, I see that one of, the, one of the things I know I mentioned earlier is like so many people were saying, well, final draft is the industry standard, which, you know, that's all well and good. But so the question is, I think Movie Magic has a way that you can export a file or I guess a script as a final draft document. It's like point, uh, dot .fdx. Uh -huh. And so it just made me think, well, you know, if I can do that with Movie Magic, then why would I need final draft at all? Yeah, but that unless, might be true, but... Un unless people send you the document as, you know, they send it as a final draft document and you can't convert it, maybe? I don't know. I, I had a lot of I... problems using... I was trying to convert some from Final Draft to Movie Magic at one point because I was like, well, I already have it. Why don't I just stick with it? And it was giving me problems, like little things were showing up weird, which mm -hmm. happens with all, you know, like same thing happened when I tried to get all my scripts off of Amazon because remember Amazon had that program where you could upload all your scripts or work directly in there. And I really loved working from Amazon because... I could I had like four devices and I could work on any device I want because it was all stored online there. And mm -hmm. then they got rid of their things. So I had to download them all. And and then I was running into all these issues where the formatting was all weird. And yeah, <laughs> so, something you don't want to have to deal with. But I, but I don't think it's, you know, you're going to want to prove your script every once in a while anyway. So what's, what's the big deal, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I, you know, like I said, in the end, I'll probably uh most most of the time to stick with movie magic just because you know i've been using it for so long and i'm comfortable with it you know and maybe i'll you know slowly make the effort to become more familiar with uh final draft you know and maybe you know somewhere down the line just feel like okay you know what i'm gonna put this script strictly on final draft or you know, and and see what happens i mean yeah, worst comes to worst. I just like eh, it just it's just not working for me. I mean, I'm sure that, and from what I said, you know, a lot that seems to have happened to a lot of people. You know, like I'm working with Final Draft, and you know, I just don't like it. It's it's too many issues keep coming up, or things just keep going wrong. So I'm just going to go back to Movie Magic, or you know, we'll see what happens. But you know, I it's interesting that so many people are so. 
uh, what's the word, vocal about their support or dislike about a certain program. Well, if you've been listening to, what's that show, uh, Script Notes for a while, you'll know that Craig Mazin, for the longest time, had a huge uh, rage hate for Final Draft. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I, you know, because I've, I've, I've gone through two time periods where, because I, I listened to a ton of podcasts and several screenwriting podcasts, and I did listen to Script Notes for a while, and then I stopped, and then I went back to it, and I think one of the last ones I listened to before I stopped again was like they had, I guess, the, uh, not maybe the CEO or some high exec at yeah. Final Draft on as a guest. Oh, yeah. And Craig was just like tearing into him is like, you know, what about this? What about this? And the guys are like trying to defend himself. But, you know, it, it just, I don't know, it was awkward as a listener. <laughs> and just, yeah. it just was like, well, you know, I, I know he's, you know, he's there to represent the company, but, you know, I don't know what else to tell you. But yeah. it was interesting. Quick check, by the way, shows that Final Draft and Movie Magic are both about the same price. Um, and I remember you can get some of these things on sale sometimes. Like, I remember oh. that was the case with uh, Writer Duet. Like, uh, once a year or twice a year or something like that, they, they have a nice big sale. So, if you're not in a rush, you could always wait, people, if you're thinking about buying one or the other. We didn't offer a lot in terms of what's one or the other, but I, I think that's the, the point, kind of, is that it doesn't really matter, you know? Some mm. people claim it's the industry standard, and... Um, uh, like one advantage of working directly in Final Draft is some projects I've been on were like constantly handing back Final Draft docs. So if if you were using Movie Magic and it might be annoying to have to transfer them back and forth and then hope that nothing gets weirded out in the translation translation of it. Mm-hmm. But you know if you're just at home writing your screenplays, you might as well try free writer duet first. And if you need to spend money, then try whichever one of these feels good and just go with it. And uh, yeah, but I, I I think Final Draft. I would recommend for the newbies um, who want to spend the money simply mm-hmm. because of the fact that, quotes, it is the industry standard. <laughs> so many people use it for these kind of things. So if you ever, right. like five years down the road, get yourself into some cool project that's like what I'm talking about, uh, then you already have it. You don't have to spend money again. Then again, five years down the road, you might uh, you know, be rich and not be worrying about such little things anyway. That's true. That's true. I will, and also keep in mind that, you know, for a lot of people, if they don't have the uh, a paid pro- program that they paid for that, you know, you can, a lot of people, if you're really serious about it, you can use it as a tax deduction. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I claim all these expenses uh, as business expenses. Exactly. And I believe you can, like, I don't know, when I was researching it a long time ago, I'm not a tax person, but what, what I had found out is that you can claim business expenses uh, even if you're not making money on it for up to three years. But then after that, you're supposed to prove that you're making money on it or something. Uh, I don't know if that's true or if it's still the case or not or <laughs> any of that stuff. But something to look into. <laughs> yeah. Now I am a writer, so it, it's all tax deductible. Yeah. Which is exciting. All right. Any, any more on to, to say on that? No, I think we covered all the ground uh, that we intended to. It just, it's, again, it's just amazing and fascinating to see people get so vocal about uh, their support or, I don't know what's the word, trash talking yeah, <laughs> about, yeah, yeah. about one or the other. Hey, congrats on uh, winning that contest or doing well in the contest. Thank you very much. Unfortunately, uh, uh, same script did not uh, advance at all in Austin, but, you know, they got they got like thirteen thousand entries this year, yeah, that's and that's like everything. That's you know uh, scripts and shorts and uh, uh, pilot, I guess TV uh, scripts, yeah. and it's just you know 
I, that's like almost almost twice as many as the nickel got. I think the nickel got like seventy five hundred, maybe eight thousand. Oh God, this is ridiculous, and, people. <laughs> well, the thing is that well, you you and I both have read for Austin, yeah. and uh, like a couple of years ago, I, I think I was doing like a script a day, and it just it was exhausting going through not only just going through all these scripts and having to do the notes. The notes part is what I really hated the most, uh, but. <laughs> Of the, all the because I read like I think I must have read like seventy two or maybe seventy five scripts over a two month period or something, and what was amazing was that you know there was a handful of scripts that were really really good and there were a good percentage that were you know decent to good, and then the rest were just like you know just bad I mean and there were also mm -hmm. the scripts like I read them I like have you ever seen a script screenplay before have you ever seen a movie before and just, and just like one script was like three solid pages of single space action yeah well i'll say this we i, I always harp on the idea of networking and i think this is you know a, a good reason you know that there's thirteen thousand. by the way i submitted a pilot and it didn't go either so i'm i'm there with you this year on austin boo <laughs> but uh my, my what I was going to say is the networking thing, right? If you're sending in run script versus 13,000 scripts or whatever, holy crap, um, how are you going to get seen, right? Like, even if your script is pretty good, what they're basically doing is they're hiring, like, what, two or three writers like Paul and I to go through that first draft. And, you know, we might not know what the hell we're talking about. So when we give your script a two out of 10, that might just be idiocrity. Even if the other person gives it like an eight, it's... You know, then they might go to the next round, but the, who knows what the next person is going to think, who might be a little more experienced, or maybe even not. He just might have more, he or she might have more credits under their belt. Uh, <laughs> versus, you know, if you're out there networking and you're meeting people, you might find some producer who likes you and sees a little bit of potential in that script, and they can help make it amazing. You hear stories like that all the time. Like, I won't want to name names of certain movies, but there's a few ones that have done quite well, and, and that's kind of the stories. Like, you hear after the fact or in interviews, where the producer or somebody's kind of bashing the original script, like they don't, you know, they're not saying it was horrible. That writer didn't know what they're doing, but you get, you get it. You can read between the lines, and a lot of times, that's the thing. Is like there's something magical in that script. It's not written perfectly, but I doubt that script would have gotten, you know, anywhere in the Austin Film Festival, which is kind of fun to think about, right? And like mine right now is a little update of what's going on. Um, I have a script that's supposed to get made in uh, pretty soon in a foreign country. So it's like this weird situation, right? Kind of out of the box where I met a guy because of a thing, because I knew a guy and then <laughs> and then they're like, let's do it. And so in theory, as soon as COVID travel restrictions let up or the four, they have a 14 day, uh, what do you call it? Quarantine. Uh, you know, yeah, quarantine in their country if you fly over there. So they're like, we don't want to pay the crew and everything for that to like sit around mm -hmm. for 14 days. So as soon as that opens up, it's supposed to go in. But that wouldn't have happened if I just sat around waiting for some film festival to like my screenplay. So true. True. Yeah. I mean, I uh, like, you know, they're not contest related, but uh, you know, the, your, your point about networking that on social media, that's like a golden opportunity to mm -hmm. network with people. But you know, you have to be careful not, I think we've talked about this before. You don't like, as soon as you connect with someone, you don't immediately say, Hey, nice to meet you. Will you read my script or Hey, nice to meet you. Watch my movie or donate to my crowdfunding campaign yeah. that you need to like, you know, be a real person, show them you're a human being who, you know, that you're, you know, that they have uh, limitations as well. But um, I connected with a guy on Twitter and it turns out he had, you know, he'd been following me already. And so I just, and I like probably like two weeks later, just like, Oh, well, yeah, I have to connect with this guy. He seems interesting. 
And he, like, right after I had connected with him, he said, hey, I actually was going to try and contact with you because, you know, he'd been reading my blog and wanted to know more about this script I had. And I said, oh, yeah, sure. And, you, and he said, could I read it? And so I sent it to him. He's in the UK. And so he said he's a filmmaker and he was working on a project, but, you know, he would try to get to it as soon as he could. And it turned out, you know, it was like three, four weeks later, which was fine. And he said he really, really liked it. And he was working with a, an agent in L.A., and he was going to try to go to this was before quarantine before the lockdown mm. so he went yeah. to this, this was like late last year and he went to la and met with the agent and the agent really liked it he said it's a, a little out of our price range right now but you know it's it's something we'll you know potentially keep in mind or but you know just they'll hold on to it and Great. so and so you know nothing's happening with it right now and he's got he's busy with his own stuff in the uk but <clears throat> excuse me his uh he's just he's like a really big fan of it and we've got we've talked uh, over Skype and we've exchanged a lot of emails about other stuff. But, you know, I would not have been able to establish that connection if I you know, hadn't just, you know, been a nice person and just, you know, and he thought I looked interesting and I thought he looked interesting. And so we just, you know, we just got to uh, chatting over Twitter and it was, you know, and this is what happened. So if he's, you know, he said he would love to make this script like if he got. Uh, the green light to move ahead with a, a big budget project. He would love to do this script. So, I mean, I, I know that's no guarantee at all. It could never happen at all. But just, you know, the fact that someone is there in my corner in some capacity, that's, you know, that's just great. And it, sometimes that's, you know, it really helps keep you going. Yeah, that might be all you need. Fingers crossed for you, man. I hope it happens. Or if not, we're going to keep hassling. So eventually that oh, yeah. hustle is going to pay off. Well, that's the thing with with every project you send out, you send it and forget about it and just move on to the next thing. Because if you're going to sit around waiting for someone to get back to you, you're going to be waiting a long time. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to give a shout out real quick before we close to uh, a Facebook group called Game Writers. And I just saw a lot of times people ask about uh, entry level positions for these. And I just saw one position on there that wasn't paying a lot, you know, like 20 bucks an hour or something like that. Uh, but it's basically just that it's an entry level position. I think it's only a couple months even, but that's a cool resume builder. And I saw that posted on there. Um, that one specifically, I think it said four black writers on it. So <laughs> if you are a black writer and interested in that, um, yeah, there you go. Game writers. Uh, hopefully that group doesn't get a flood of people joining and they all pissed at me or something. But the other people, I mean, who want those job you opportunities. You said, <laughs> if I went to this site, I would get a job. Oh, no, I mean the people who are already in there who want the jobs. You know, if, mm. if suddenly a thousand people join and they all start applying, it's going to be a little more competitive. But uh... <laughs> Well, then you just have to make sure you really got the skills that a company exactly. needs. Exactly. Exclusively for our audience. You exactly. Heard it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> anyway. Cool, man. Well, it was good chatting about all that stuff. Uh, anything else you want to add for this week? No, I think uh, that's about it. I mean, uh, listeners, feel free to uh, chime in with your opinion. Are you a movie magic? Are you a final draft person? Are you writer duet? Are you Highland? Are you any, all of the above? You know, we want to know. Did we say anything that was totally wrong? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> no, let us know. You don't even have to ask that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, I will say thank you again, listeners. And if you want to leave some reviews, that's awesome. Uh, where uh, I also have some books that are related to this podcast and previous ones on Amazon. So if you want to check those out, find them uh, by Justin Sloan. And I'm on Twitter at Justin M. Sloan. And you can uh, check out my screenwriting blog, MaximumZ.blog. I'm also on Twitter at Maximum underscore Z. Uh, I'm Paul Zeidman. That was Justin Sloan. And thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy. And most importantly, go write something.